Welcome to the Original Design Restored podcast. I'm Katie Tremonti, and I'm so happy you're here. Today, we are going to be talking about running the race. And as we work through this episode, as I share some of the things that are on my heart today, I will also be sharing toward the end of the episode some resources that ODR has, and then also resources outside of ODR to really solidify the content that we're talking about today. Before we begin the conversation, I want to jump into a verse. And really, this is going to be the anchor for where we're going today. So it's actually not one verse, it's three verses. And I'm going to read it through and then kind of hit on where we're going to focus today. Hebrews 12, 1 through 3 says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Those three verses alone, we could spend um, hours, hours talking about. I want to really zone in on the concept of throwing off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. The reason I want to focus here is really, I guess there's three parts I want to focus on. Everything that hinders, the sin that so easily entangles. And I I am focusing on those because of the next line that says, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. So you and I and anyone who's listening and every person on this earth, God has designed things, and it it says in scripture, good works for us to do that he saw ahead of time. There are things that we are each meant to do on this earth and not in a attaining, achieving, just task checklist type ways. We were meant to reflect the beauty and image of God on this earth through our lives. And so each of us has gifts, skills, design that he made us with, that he designed us with, and he has things for us to express on this earth. That's a better word for me to really wrap my mind around. I'm highly achievement oriented. So I think of, if I think of things that I have to do, it becomes a task list, a checklist. But when I think of he designed me to express certain things on this earth, to reflect his image a certain way by my design, I am able to kind of wrap my mind around it some more. So there is a race that has been marked out for us. There is a race that has been marked out for you. And the goal is to run that race with perseverance. So in order to run that race with perseverance, we have to back up and simplify. And so what we see in the verse prior to run the race, right? Run the race with perseverance that's marked out for you. There is a calling to simplify. And the simplifying, as we get into it, it's going to be specific to you. So when I start talking about this, I do not have five easy steps to what you're supposed to simplify in your life. I simply have the words in this verse and then I can share what it's looked like in my life. However, I know that whatever God is asking you to simplify will be specific to your life. This will not be the same for any of us. When we're looking at what we need to simplify so that we can run with perseverance, there will be things that come to mind for you that are unique to your life. So the two things that we throw off, we throw off everything that hinders, and the sin that so easily entangles. So there's two categories here. In order to run the race, in order to 
express the beauty and goodness of God from the way that I was designed to express, to reflect his image on this earth, to share his goodness, to be a minister of reconciliation on this earth. That's running this race with perseverance that he's marked out for me. In order to do that, I'm going to have to back up a bit and throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. There's two things. There is the sin that so easily entangles, and that needs to be thrown off. So we face sin in our life through a cycle of confess, repent, believe. When we become aware, when we become convicted by the Holy Spirit of sin, basically sin is going against God or the way that God has said that we ought to live. When the Holy Spirit convicts and I see sin, my response then to the way to throw it off is to confess. That's simply naming the sin. Repent, that means asking God, what is the way that I go now so that I don't express this sin, so that I don't do this sin? Repentance, living, new, different, and in the direction that God says. And then I believe, and this is sometimes the hardest one to do, I believe that by the power of God, I can change. I can be changed by the power of God. And so as I confess, I name, I repent, I ask God for what his way is to live differently. And then I believe that the power of God can change me that I can be new and different by the power of God. So this is the way that we throw off the sin. And it says so easily entangle sin. Even this morning, I had sin rising up that I had to face and I had to pray through and I had to ask for prayer through and I had to confess. There was stuff I needed to confess this morning and repent, try to find the new way that God was saying, and then believe that he can make me different, that he is actively changing me out of some of these deep-seated sin patterns inside of myself. That happened this morning, right? So that's how we face sin. And it does so quickly and so easily entangle. That's how I felt this morning, entangled in these sin patterns that are based in my own fear and worries and anxiety and judgment, all this stuff rising up, it quickly entangles. And so confess, repent, believe. And it can sound like big ideas, but it can also just be so small like it was for me this morning, like this small pattern, confess, repent, believe facing it in real time, in real everyday ways. So we throw off this sin. The other thing that we need to throw off is everything that hinders. So there are things in my life and your life that are hindrances. So in the race that I marked out to run, that God has designed for me to live out in my lifetime, the good things that he wants me to express, the beauty that he wants me to create on this earth, There is sin that can make that much heavier to run that race, but there's also hindrances that are not sin that make it difficult to run the race. And by run the race, I mean like do what God has asked me to do. And so those things, those hindrances also need to be thrown off. Those are the weights that make your race harder to run. So to make this really practical, an example from my own life, about 10 years ago, there were some things going on with my kids. So they were tiny at this time. There were some things going on with my kids that really needed extra attention that I could not give them while I was trying to stay connected with all the people that I cared about. I was trying to stay connected with and show up for everyone that I cared about. And there were a lot. I cared about a lot of people from family to friends to people in ministry context. I cared about all of them. And I had so much focus on caring for people that it took a lot of my attention and energy. And as I was really awakening to the things that my kids needed, my attention, my focus, my presence for, I was realizing I had to begin to let go of how I related 
and how I showed up in relationships. Now, I will say I did not do this well. I did not communicate this well at the time. I was very much still also healing from people-pleasing, codependent patterns. So it was very scary to begin to let go of showing up in relationships the way I always knew how. However, even in all of that mess, I knew God was calling me to let go of trying to be connected and showing up for so many people, to begin to let go of that so that I could show up for these little humans that I was really interested to shepherd, that I was responsible for as a parent. And so it's not that caring about people or showing up for people or being in relationship with people was anything wrong. That's a good thing. But in what God was asking me to do in that season of my life and in what was needed in that role as a mom, what it would take to show up the way that I needed to in that season meant that I had to let go of some of the ways that I was used to living and being. And some of that for sure was sin, like uh, people pleasing, like the way that I interacted that was codependent, people pleasing. And then some of it was just, I had to let go of a lot of social activities because, and a lot of um, just staying connected because I needed that energy to show up with my my boys. I needed that energy to show up to with the show up to pay attention to the things that needed attention in their lives. There was also a season a little bit later, a few years later. It's interesting thinking about sin that so easily entangles and the hindrances. We need to throw them off. Looking back at those seasons, I don't know that it was all a hundred percent clear of where the sin was entangling and where there were hindrances all the time. I knew God was changing me and I began to just ask him, like, how do I follow you? What do I need to pay attention to? And a lot of that meant letting go. Another practical example was a few years later, as as God began taking me further on a healing journey, there were more things that he was asking me to throw off. And so that looked like needing to throw off perfectionism and even more social engagement so that I could really pay attention to the few things he was asking me to pay attention to. It meant throwing off social media and deeper codependent tendencies and ways of relating. And the reason he was asking me to throw some of these things off to not show up or relate in all the ways that I had before was because of the race that he had marked out for me. So when I was functioning from perfectionism and codependent patterns, and when I was honestly, I believe, addicted to social media, you know, like staying in all of it, knowing what's going on. When I was functioning from those places, some of that was sin and some of that was hindrances. And having both of those present weighed me down so much that I could not run the race that he was marking out for me to run. I couldn't run it well. It was too, the hindrances and the sin were too heavy that I had to start throwing those off. The things that he was asking me to do in those seasons, when the boys were tiny, uh, seven years ago, in those seasons where there's very clear things to throw off, whether sin or hindrances, he was asking me to pursue transformation and healing of myself. He was asking me to show up as a mom and grow as a whole healthy mom. He was asking me to build a healthy marriage. And then eventually later, after having let go of active formal ministry, after really becoming very small or not becoming small, (laughs) but having a very small life and a very clear focus, 
eventually he invited me into ministry spaces again, and he allowed me to make space for men and women to pursue transformation. That was his later, a later focus that I could add into the race I was running. But initially it wasn't about ministry or um, making space for others. God was asking me to heal, to love my kids, to love my husband, and to show up, to really show up and pay attention in the small life that I had. And it was really important to do that for that season. That was the race marked out for me at that point. And then as seasons change, God can change what he's asking us to do. The question is, are we throwing off what's keep, what's keeping us from running quick and fast the things that he is asking us to do right now? So my question for you is, when you look at your life right now, what are the three to five things that God is asking you to walk out? What are the three to five things that he's calling you to? What are the three to five things that are your race right now? Where are the spaces, the real spaces that he's asking you to show up healthy and whole? So that's the first question. What are those three to five things? And then what needs to be thrown off? What is the sin that is making your race heavy and hard? What are the hindrances that are making your race heavy and hard? And I want to throw this out really fast while I'm saying that. Sin and hindrances do make your race heavy and hard. However, even throwing off sin, even throwing off hindrances, sometimes the terrain of your race is heavy and hard anyway. So I want to just lift us up out of there is no guilt or shame over having terrain like terrain, like the path that you're running that God's laid out for you. There is no guilt or shame in that being a difficult path. The goal is to throw off sin and hindrances that make it heavy and hard, and it still may be a difficult path to run, which is all the more reason to get your, get, you know, your pack, your life, your, your weight. Like if I'm imagining a runner with a backpack, you want to get that backpack light so that even if you have a difficult path to run, it's as light as possible. The difficulty of the path isn't hindrances or sin. That could just be the race marked out. The goal is to make your load light so that you can run the the path marked out for you, the race marked out for you. So what are the three to five things that God is asking you to give yourself to? What are the three to five things he's calling you to? What is the race he's marked out for you in this season? And then also, what is the sin that needs to be thrown off? And what are the hindrances that need to be thrown off? It can be simple things. Hindrances can be simple things like social media was for me or staying connected to many people that I cared about to the point of not being able to focus in on the small people that I was entrusted with. It can that it can be simple things. It can be for me it was not being able to show up at all the social activities that I used to be able to do prior to being a mom. That seems really simple, but it was a choice. At some point I had to say, wait, I can't show up the way I used to show up because In my little family, there are some places that need some very focused attention. You're calling, you you may not even be a wife or a mom, and it's very clear that you're calling us something completely different than what I'm sharing about being a mom. The goal is not to focus on being a wife or a mom or ministry or any one specific area. The goal is to ask, God, what are you calling me to? And then what do I need to throw off to run that well? That is the question. What do I need to throw off? What sin and what hindrances do I need to throw off to run that well? So for me, the hindrances could have were like 
trying to stay socially present, showing up on social media, wanting to follow on social media, staying connected to everyone I cared about. Those were things I could not continue to do to the level that I was before in order to do the things that were really clear that God was calling me to. Then there were also places of sin in my life that needed to be thrown off and they were entangling me. Places like perfectionism, people-pleasing, codependency. Those things also needed to be thrown off. And then I could run my race faster and freer because I was lighter. Uh, when I was a kid, my dad told me this story once, and I, I hope this relates. When I, so when I was a kid, my dad told me the story about there was this man who had a bicycle, and he was walking his bicycle on this path wherever he was headed. And he was in such a hurry to get where he was going, he couldn't get on the bicycle. So if you pause for a minute and logically think through that, which I was a kid, so it took me a while to kind of process what what was the catch here. The thing is, if you are walking a bicycle to a location and you're thinking that it's going to take you longer if you pause and get on the bicycle, you're kind of um, missing the point, right? Because if you get on a bicycle, you're going to go a whole lot faster than you would walking the bicycle. And that moment of pausing will actually be recovered in the time you make up riding the bicycle, right? So that's like a whole nother piece of this is if you're running the race and you have sin and hindrances or places in your life that need healing and transformation. So kind of in the category of especially hindrances, but also sin, if there are places that are weighing you down and it means that you need to pause and pursue healing and transformation and change in certain areas, that's like the man who, if he actually stopped and got on the bicycle, he could go further faster. And so in my story, that was actually some of what God asked me to do was to actually stop and have as part of running my race, pursuing healing and transformation in me personally. And it, especially in the Christian world, when we look at ministry, serving, and we hold those up highly, and it is valuable. We are called to love and serve. That is true. But when there are places in us that have not been addressed, and we hold up serving and ministry higher than dealing with what is unhealed and unaddressed in us, it's like we're trying to run the race, walking a bicycle, when we could pause and pursue healing and transformation, get get essentially like get on the bicycle and go further faster. And so really, as we close out this episode, I'm inviting you, yes, to name to yourself what is God calling you to do, to identify the places of hindrance and sin. And then also to ask you, is this a season, is this a moment to pause to pursue healing so that you can run your, your race further faster after pausing to pursue some healing, transformation, change, and growth? Those are the questions I want to leave you with today. One of the things that I'm excited about is all of this, Original Design Restored, really does come out of my own healing journey and the places that God allowed my life to intersect with. So there were a handful of resources, trainings, books, podcasts, prayer sessions, styles of prayer, 
that God really allowed my life to intersect with, and he used those things to bring about transformation and healing. And then he allowed me to take all those things and really bring them together to create Original Design Restored, which for a long time was just our intensives, where women were invited to come for four days, three to four days, and go through our core content, which was a lot of kind of the the culmination of a lot of the resource that I had, resources that I had touched into in my healing journey. So it was intensives. And then when the pandemic hit and we couldn't do intensives for a bit, we started the podcast. And that was another um, way to offer kind of our core content and then other tools for healing and transformation. And then next month on May 30th, we'll get to release our workbook. And now at this point, I'm kind of wondering, oh, workbook doesn't sound as exciting or inviting as something like a guided journal. And really our workbook is more of a guided process or a guided like reading journaling experience, but that's not a really good title to say, come, you know, here's this book, the reading journaling guided experience. So I'm calling it a workbook, but it's not very glamorous to say, come do this workbook. Um, so our work- workbook or our reading journaling guided experience is going to be released May 30th. And it is a tool that takes all of our core content from the ODR intensives, but makes it accessible to for you to do personally on your own. And so as we're like thinking through this episode, as we close, that is a resource that's going to be available in May. And I want to invite you to come engage with it. When it is released on May 30th, it will be a free download. It will be available on Amazon for purchase. And I want to invite you to come join in and engage that material. I really believe that it's a place to pause and reflect and intersect with Jesus and allow him to meet with you and love you, and guide you, and heal you, and transform you. Two other resources I want to share just as we're closing out this episode. The Soul of Desire by Kurt Thompson is also an excellent place to go if you're really wanting to think through what is the race marked out for me, and how do I throw off hindrances and sin? I'd recommend The Soul of Desire by Kurt Thompson. And then just thinking about throwing off sin specifically, I want to recommend, and these recommendations will be links in the show notes. I want to recommend, there's an episode on Jenny Allen's podcast made for this. The episode is about the revival at Asbury. And while that has kind of come to a close, her interviews during that time and really how she wraps up that that episode point to the significance of these three things, worship, prayer, and repentance. And so when you're wanting to run your race, that would be an excellent episode to listen to for kind of reawakening, walking with God through this life. Okay. And then final closure. I keep saying we're we're closing and we keep going towards the closure of this episode, but I guess I had a lot more to say. Also, as we're moving towards the workbook launch, with if, which if you're hearing this before May 30th, all of this will be applicable. If you're hearing it after May 30th, the workbook's already out. You can go download it right now. I would love to have as many of you as can and want to, to join our launch team. So the ODR workbook launch team is anyone who is planning on doing the workbook personally. Like if you think you can do it, you want to do it personally, just work through the workbook. I would love for you to join the launch team or anyone who wants to share about the workbook, whether it's on social media or by word of mouth. Like if you want to share about the workbook, I'd love to have you join the launch team. And then anyone who wants to do the workbook with a small group of people, 
we'd also love to have you on the launch team. And we are working on right now a leader's packet or a leader's guide, very small packet to help you kind of have some some framework or some scaffolding around how to lead through the workbook. So those would be ways to join the launch team. Also, if you want to stay connected to ODR, that's one thing that I have not shared much of. But if you want to stay connected to ODR and what we're doing, head to our website and join the email list or head to Instagram and follow us there. I will say in terms of emails and Instagram, I share our content very sporadically. So sometimes there's new content on Instagram and sometimes there's not. And our emails are very sporadic. Um, and the goal both for, for Instagram and our email list is to let you know of ODR events and resources as they come up. So if you want to stay connected to ODR, those are the ways to do that. And then one more way you can help us if you want to help the mission and vision of ODR and really getting our tools and our content out there is to leave an honest review on the podcast. So you just hop onto Apple Podcasts and you leave an honest review and it lets people know what to expect if they're looking to check out a new podcast. Like if they're looking, if they're looking to check out the ODR podcast, your honest review helps them know what to expect. Thank you so much for being with me in this conversation. I am excited to see where God is taking us. I'm excited for each of us to run the race marked out for us. And I want to come alongside you and cheer you on in throwing off the hindrances and the sin so that you can run with perseverance. Perseverance.